0: Hey y'all, it's your bae Fanny, and today we are talking about dark comedy. Dark comedy is our topic, and we're just going to get into some examples, and we're going to get into just the general definition of dark comedy, because life is such a dark comedy in general, and especially right now, you laugh when you're supposed to cry, and you cry when you're supposed to be laughing. There's no actual rule book on how to handle these things or how to handle certain things, but in my opinion, when in doubt and you're in the dark, just make a joke. Which brings me to a very specific genre, Dark comedy, The Art of Laughing in the Dark. So I just want to say how I think it's great, how satire and humor has changed just like how trends and what we wear and clothes and watch on TV changes, what we laugh at has changed. Movies are not are, are not black and white anymore. And that's not meaning when you're watching them in color, but the story, the direction of the story is not just black and white, it's not just here's what happens when this happens. It's now movies are developing and even certain, certain producers that have been doing movies for decades are, they're really progressing and I'll get to that in a moment when I get to my examples but when it comes to dark dark comedy it brings you some emotions and feelings it makes you feel multiple emotions through that story which leads to deeper thought and inspiration so sometimes when I can't sleep a dark comedy just helps me Um, I can't watch a TV show when I can't sleep because if I watch a TV show I'm gonna end up watching an entire season and not going to sleep six in the morning because my brain really wants to know who the fuck the bad guy is so a dark comedy hits all those points gets me a little scared gets me a little motivated and then after the climax I shed my tear (laughs) the credits roll and it's time for bed so let's get into my favorite examples of dark comedies and we're also going to be rating them from one to ten so one being The Pretty pussy cat, and 10 being very deep, dark and maybe a little too dark. Okay, so let's dig into our examples here. I've got 10 examples of dark comedies and I've seen all of these movies. So I'm going to be giving you just a slight review on each and letting you know how it falls on the dark comedy spectrum so number one Suburbicon 2017 Suburbicon is on Hulu I watched it and there's no comedy in this this is very dark and (laughs) it's a horror movie it's not a horror movie because it's the way the colors and the things are and the story is it's a very important message um I haven't seen it recently but from what I can remember there are no jokes. This is a very like hard to watch movie so this movie is 10 on the dark comedy spectrum because it says it's an example of dark comedy but I don't remember not one joke from that shit. Number two, The Cabin in the Woods. The Cabin in the Woods is from the year Hold on, wait, wait, wait. The Cabin in the Woods is on Netflix and Hulu. I believe it's from 2011. It is a horror movie that makes you laugh and makes you also pay attention because it it takes a lot of different themes from other movies. This is one of those movies where it makes you want to watch it more than once. And I have seen this movie two to three times. So... A lot of blood, a lot of gory stuff, horror, people dying, which is dark, but then there's jokes, there's pothead jokes, there's virgin jokes. So it's a seven, cause it's a horror movie with some jokes. Now, number three on the dark comedy examples list. Number three is death at a funeral. Pretty straightforward. Chris Rock making jokes as his father has passed away. And everyone's out of family, out of funeral, and it was, it's based on a U.K. movie, which I think the, the U.S. version is a little bit better, but you can debate me. Everything else in the U.K. TV shows are better. Sorry, like misfits. But let's keep going. Death at a Funeral is a strong five because of the strong comedy. You know, there's just one little death in it, some dark humor, but it's a five you know, nice little ending, nice little message. Number four, Wolf on Wall Street. I didn't consider Wolf on Wall Street a dark comedy. I considered it a... Leonardo DiCaprio movies are different movies, are different kinds of movies, because he is a method actor. But this this as I'm looking at as I'm looking at the descriptions and I was looking at certain examples to compare to my examples. They put Wolf on Wall Street as a dark comedy, and to me, it's barely a five on the one to ten dark comedy scale because it's just coke. It's a lot of cursing. It's a lot of money laundering, whatever, stealing money, stealing. But no one's really. It's not that dark. Probably the darkest line in that movie is when they're on the boat and they're about to die and Leonardo goes to his main man and he says and he's holding his wife there's this huge wave and he's like go get the drugs I'm not gonna die like this that right there was funny as fuck so Wolf on Wall Street is also a strong five um just lots of drugs number five though on the move on the dark movie list examples wrist cutters this is dark wrist cutters is a nine y'all wrist cutters is on hulu it's i've seen this movie wrist cutters came out actually wrist cutters is a love story that came out in 2006 so it's a very weird romance love story. Um, this is a dark comedy and I'm gonna say this is a nine because it's very, very dark. It has to do with suicide. It has to do with um, it, has to, it has to do with suicide. The premise of this show is that there is an afterlife for specifically people who kill themselves. And this afterlife is exactly like normal life. And it was like just unexpected. It's just, it's an app, it's a complete middle ground where everything looks normal. You have a job, and you just don't understand why you. And everyone's just so lost. They're making jokes, they're going to the bar, they're going to the. They're like, how did you die? How did you kill yourself? And that's basically the whole premise of the show. It's just, an, everyone is in an entire afterlife for people that committed suicide which suicide is an important important message it's not something to laugh at but I love how this movie they brought it to a lighter they gave you a lighter idea of the idea um and it gives you an idea of like hey if you were to die there is nothing better there probably is nothing better there is just just this there is either this or worse so And in the end of the movie it's a really good ending um super dark but if you if you're into like the light ending and you're hopeful and you can think deeply wrist cutters a love story is a great movie that was one of my first dark comedies as a child um number six the skeleton twins the skeleton twins came out in I just watched the Skeleton Twins the other night too but the Skeleton Twins came out in 2014. I give this one a strong eight. Again this is a story about and this is a story with literally about depression and it's about twins who are depressed and suicidal and they they haven't they've been arranged they've been how do you say estranged estranged meaning they haven't talked to each other in 10 years which is just crazy like to just stop talking to a sibling for 10 years so the movie is about twins that had a falling out they get really sad and a situation brings them together but because of the depressed the depression and the suicidal the suicidal thoughts on the show it is dark It's a strong eight because there's a dance number. There's this really good dance number where you're like, just watch. It's a good movie. It's not too bad. It's not too sad. And it's pretty funny. There's two comedians in it that I love. And you've probably seen them in other movies. So number seven. Number seven is a TV show that a lot of people have asked, is this a dark comedy? This is an example of a number one, The Office. The Office is not a dark comedy. It's a workplace humor. It's workplace humor. It, um, it has few dark jokes about real life, about loneliness. And an, there isn't, an, it's a one, it is a one because there is an episode where Michael pretends that he might jump off a building and he actually might because he realizes he's actually alone. And some of his friends is like, wait, he actually might do this. So that's a one because it's just that episode. we got a couple, just a couple more. If you're still with me, we just got a couple more. I've got a list of 10 here and brings me to number eight on the list. Number eight on the list, Dead Like Me. Dead Like Me is a strong nine. Dead Like Me, to not get confused with the next show that I'm going to rate and tell you about. But Dead Like Me came out in 2003. I used to sneak into my mom's room to watch the show because it just helped me. It was a weird show that got me to think lighter about death. and But it's about death all the time. The whole show was about death and being grim raper. So... Every episode, a couple people die, but there's always jokes and it's about a grim reaper going around taking souls before they can feel pain and helping them move on. And then that grim reaper is a person who is constantly in her head about life, her regrets, and constantly just a neutral bitch. She's kind of a neutral bitch because she's like, I was such a bitch when I was dead. Now I'm dead. I'm not going anywhere. Now I have to be a Grim Reaper and this shit suck fucking sucks. But she makes jokes and it's not all the way bad. So it's a nine because, you know, it's about death. Number nine, Dead to Me. So the last example was Dead Like Me that came out in 2003. This example is Dead to Me that came out last year. And this is the Netflix. This is the Netflix comedy that Will Ferrell produces and the two women are in it because, you know, a situation brings them, a situation brings them together. An unforgivable situation. Like, can we just talk about that if you've seen, if you've seen it? Dead to me is just this weird circle of unforgivable <laughs> situations and jokes. And you're just like, what? What in the fuck? <laughs> so it's a seven. It's a seven, you know, there were a few, some of the, cause some of the darkness is, there's just too many jokes. There's just so many, like the main girls don't make you like, the blonde one always has a straight face. The other one is always very neurotic and their two personalities just make the show keep going and going and going. So you're not sad. You're really not. One has a straight face. The other one is saying stupid things and dark comedy at its finest which brings me to number 10 number 10 being the most perfect dark comedy my dark comedy perfect would be seven eight ish because 10 is too dark so last but not least number 10 coming at a perfect dark comedy seven is adam sandler with funny people Funny People is one of the first movies that really showed me what a dark comedy was and that I paid attention to it because I watch all Adam Sandler movies. And Adam Sandler is a great producer and actor. He's such he's one of my greatest role models that he's going to get his own episode. But back to Funny People being one of the first dark comedies that I seen from him and I was like, "What? Me and my mom watched all of his movies, so we went to the theater to see it together, and she thought it was going to be like Billy Madison, but it was completely opposite. It was the first time I saw him kind of make fun of himself and then see this darkness to him. And, I mean, Seth Rogen and Eminem, Eminem's, Eminem's whole role, <laughs> that small role, just makes the fucking movie. So, funny people. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen that part of Adam Sandler, you're missing out completely. It came out in 2009 as a great cast and it kind of makes fun of his own reality in a little bit and his career. But again, it's Adam Sandler, so we love him. Perfect seven. So thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast about dark comedy i'm gonna have some podcasts about different subjects you know hair movies tv movies i've watched um protecting your peace because that's a lot right now i have a lot of different subjects very unfiltered ideas and i just want to appreciate and thank all the all my um friends and i'd like to thank certain friends that have try to stay on top of me with doing my podcast because i'm trying (laughs) y'all you know i did record one but my sister said it was horrible so i redid it and but thanks for some people hitting me up saying you know i'm waiting on your next podcast there's a lot going on has gone on this last week but thank you all for checking in and listening to the podcast i hope you enjoyed this dark comedy episode i hope it wasn't too dark i promise i hope it wasn't too bad let me know what the feedback is dark comedy that's the that's the theory of right now that's the theme of life that's 2020 that's 2020's genre dark comedy so thanks it's your bay fanny keep listening <laughs>